mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do, 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 do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce. Marrying someone you've only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. It's happily ever after. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay, it's a bucket of nails. <laughs> Yay. I have a It's thought. a flaming gas fire. What if we just what if we just riff on everything? I'm giving out my grandmother great grandmother's fruitcake recipe, just listing things. It's like reading when Ted Cruz read the cat in the hat. And then the last thing has says, yeah, and Jovi and Yara are fighting about going home. We do five sentences about yeah, we did, did, how we do five sentences. <laughs> I was at a holiday party last night, and there was like maybe it was like a dinner party, and then was uh, one person said, oh, they said what I did. Matt does this today covers Ninety Day Fiance, and two people went, oh, I love that show. They said I haven't caught up in a while. What's airing right now? I said, well, right now it's Happily Ever After, and they both went, oh. <laughs> Yeah, we've moved in. Think where you were. I must. I was never really happy. Think where you were at the beginning of this season. I was happier than you, but you still were. You were very. You were very excited about the Libby becoming a YouTube singing star. That lasted. That was going to get you through three episodes. Two and a half. Two and a half. And it's now, that. however, however. Yeah. I'm so thirsty for new content for those two that when Chuck said, I've been dating someone, I went, I'm Sam calling now. Chuck's going to be on Single Life, y'all. Yeah, definitely. Chuck's going to be on the Single Life. I called Mother Debbie and I'm calling Chuck. I can't. And I'm, no, that's exactly what I thought and I'm happened. 100% 
here for Chuck dating and him trying to get advice from Libby and especially Andre. Because Andre's gonna give You're rusty, him, you're rusty. Andre's gonna give the worst dating advice that anyone's ever You know, women are peculiar. They are <laughs> they are very they're very bad Jojo's character. You must go in there and tell them what they want. Just tell her you like her. If she doesn't like her, then she's stupid. Stupid American. You already drank your water. I did drink my water. I'll get some more. <laughs> anyway. You've been you've been under the weather. So that's yeah, why it's you, better. your voice sounds the way it does. And I've been flying, so no, I'm 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 on the other end of it. I hope Christina can put like a ding when no, I slap my ass like no. that every time. Just we don't ding. have we don't have that level it. of production. <laughs> if you're watching the intimate portrait, I'm and slapping my ass and right don't now. Don't give her things like that to do. No, that is a waste of her time. <laughs> she needs to be doing other things. If you're on the intimate portrait, you're sitting right here. You're seeing our our little Christmas tree in the back because y'all were about to, well you've already missed it but we're about to do our holiday live <laughs> after this you've already missed it but if you're on the Patreon you can you won't see it live but you can it's under a post and you can go and watch it you on can Patreon. watch it yeah. on demand it's as it were live for the fifteen dollar tier but for anyone on Patreon eight dollar five dollar tier uh, or even we'll send it through a post in Supercast you will be able to uh, watch it through a YouTube a special private YouTube singing link. some. Christmas and holiday songs. Yeah. Um, and the traditional reading of the night before Christmas. It was the night before mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, my version. Um, unauthorized. <laughs> and unwanted. Uh, who, who wrote that? Who Od- wrote that? Oddly, I am kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and I, we'll, we'll do some, you, you were on a long, you were on a long flight today, so y'all probably part two of this episode. Poodle's gonna be on sugar. Yeah, I'm gonna need something. Because... No, I brought up y'all. We're doing an M M&M and M tasting in our live show, <laughs> and I did it one because I thought it would be entertaining, and two and interesting, and three. I gotta hype this bitch up because she flew from New York this morning. She's gonna crash around five o'clock today. And I was, I did six shows in four days, and I yeah. will tell you all about them in Boodles Broadway. Gonna. It's coming up after the commercial. Yeah, um, because I I, it used to be that Broadway Corner was not a review of the shows, but you ruined it. So I didn't do a review be, of the shows. You did. I did not. I talked about not being David. <laughs> That was important. Hey, we are have, we do have some collabs coming up this week. Uh, we're doing a collab with Kate Casey. We are. We're doing anything else? Just a short segment, though. Short it's segment, not a full... and we're record. That's going to air this week, and then we are recording uh, this week some of our collabs that are coming out. All we're also the doing uh, well an upcoming one. Just another quick one. It seems like we're making cameos everywhere at the end of the year. <laughs> um, we're doing. Uh, I think. I think I'm doing it. I don't think you are. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bye by me. I got enough to do. Um, Who if? I think with Cara Berry, maybe you, we, we talked about that with doing everyone's business but mine. I, I talked to about it. You. We talked yeah. about it, but I don't know. I'm happy to do it, but if it's just you, that's fine. No, too. I think I think you had said I wanted to do it, but we never clarified. We never clarified. But, but, I, I but that's did. happening now, too? It's happening next week. Or wait, this week. Yeah, that might might be just you. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to do kind of a a segment on her show. So listen to, it's a really, Cara Berry, if you don't know, covers Sister Wives. She covers all the trash garbage. 
all 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 the garbage trash uh trash and garbage and garbage trash. i was i was on talking difference. about seeking sister wife um and you know i'm so i'm so behind on sister wives right now i know the janelle stuff is blowing up i know there are rumors i think i think i've heard from one source that they think it's pretty much true that janelle is leaving cody after all this time well, that's what i've been saying and it's everywhere only mary left but y'all mary will never leave because mary's only purpose in life is to make Cody miserable by being a living visual remnant of the life he created. Wow. That is that is some fucking Miss Havisham shit. Wow. <laughs> so we've got a busy week. Um, so yeah. There's something else we're doing. We're doing the thing with crap and sing cray cray that's going to air over the holiday yeah. break. And then the eh. AUA. Um, That's ask, what we're going to do a post anything. about that. Yes. That's going to be coming. And because we're going to record that. Like if my week. plane would have had internet, that That's was okay. the plan. <clears throat> so that, but it didn't. The AUA, <laughs> if you're in our, if you're in a reality gaze plus, even though I was promised, uh, you're going to get that uh, right now, supercast and Patreon. You're going to get a, a Google doc link. Poodle's going to send out. And we're, uh, we'll do it as a post, so that way Supercast can get it. And click on that, and you can ask us anything, um, and we'll answer that. And that'll be airing for Nine everyone. inches. Remember, y'all, <laughs> no to Poodle's Coma, no to White's Poodle, or no to How We, we met. met. Those que- Know about the coma. We've answered all those. Yeah. Maybe someone in the Facebook group can do, a, do a, an episode list of the, of the questions we've answered. I know Someone, the thing, thing is, some people have done it before. I know, and but I, we can repost we new, it. I know we have new people who've come in. We, we had do. a lot of new people in the last. Um, I'm doing like eagle posts with my leg right now. Oh, good for you. I don't uh, know if I can do that. You're bendy. You know what? Since I've been doing yoga, I am so bendy. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay to say bendy. When you say when I'm, I'm bendy, when I'm bendy, it, it's sexual. You know, we it's need to, real dirty. We need to turn on timing. <laughs> oh God, we need timing. Timey, our only hope. Go close the blinds, please. I'll, I'll finish the rest of it. Y'all, it's the same shit show. I'm just back in town. Dolly's back in town. Um, y'all, what, what we were saying is we will be going. We will be going away the week of uh, December 25th to the first. But you will have the Crappens Cray Cray and the AUA Ask Us Anything um, to tide you over when you're waiting to send all your kids back to school because they are out and you wish you were dead. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That was a time when in between Christmas and New Year's was a time where my mother just walked around with like this. (laughs) I hated life. I, we luckily had, see, we lived more in a neighborhood, so that was, as long as the the weather was good, we would go out and play all day. Yeah. Because it wouldn't really get that cold where we were. It rains, it rains in December Sometimes. where we are. Yeah. If it doesn't Or, snow. a lot of times, what uh, we would, now my mom kind of would get sick, because usually we would get a new Nintendo game or something. Oh, because, yeah. So that's when they would let us. Basically, that week was when we could play the video play with your toys all the time at the weather, especially with the weather's bad. Um, and I remember after a while, my mother being like, walking the room and going, dun, 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 get out. I can't stand that music anymore. And that's when we had to like. 
Yeah, we had our own area. We didn't. We had our own area. Your um, mother would have murdered you. No, it was it was necessary. She dealt with what mine. it was. No, it was necessary. Yeah, I she, think that's why my mom's really good at at blocking things out because her desk was right off of the living. She would just hear us playing video games and everything. I think that's a design flaw. Well, I, that's a house they could build. That's what they built. <laughs> but we got to get that fixed. Still, it's not fixed. Am I, I think at this point I'll just leave it. <laughs> no, it just I don't looks mind like you're it. you're always you're always intrigued. No, I like it now. I've decided. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Happily ever after, season seven, episode sixteen, part one. What is this called again? I never. I don't. I know. didn't know. You, you start, and I'll look it up. All right, Jenny and submit. Okay, we're in territory here that we haven't been in in a while. Um, it's not that things are really different. Don't don't worry, y'all. Summit's parents aren't changing. Jenny's not. Jenny's not really changing, but she is putting her big chicken balls on the table. She is putting her big chicken. Y'all, balls at on one them. point, she just popped up her balls and sat them on the table and had Papa Summit look at her balls. <laughs> I don't like this. And she basically said, y'all remember, she's like, I don't really care about upsetting his family anymore. I, and she says it in this way. She's like, I'm just, I'm tired of upsetting the family. And so it's really passive aggressive. Like she's doing something for the family to take submit to America. It's <sighs> masterful. It's master. It's actually it's not going to work though. It's not going to work. But um, I don't know. Because mama submit, mama submit is the math is the master mama submit is the uh, like is the only person philip seymour hoffman the only person who could <laughs> yes the only person that could probably in 90 day history would be maybe mother debbie maybe yeah she's pretty good at that shit maybe too. though but y'all we, she'd give herself away she'd explode we she would but <clears> we <throat> need i mean yeah, we need a maniacal master. Yeah, she's and and the thing is, he knows Dad would probably go along with it if Mom wasn't in the picture. I think Dad's best answer is when he says, "My Anil, that's his name. My wife believes the relationship won't last a few years, and I believe what my wife believes." <laughs> and I wrote, "Good answer. That's what you were told to say, and that's what you did." Because. She's a fucking nightmare. She's in that a house. night. He said, "If I say anything that disagrees with her, she'll castrate me when yeah. I get home, or she'll make the curry so hot <laughs> I'll shit myself for two and a half weeks, just burning um, my asshole, just like a fire going through it." I've had Brrr. that. I've had that when you eat spicy food. You're like. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be no entrar para ahora. <laughs> That was amazing. The amount of Spanish you just spoke there was more you've ever spoken. Ever. It sometimes happens. Um, um, so that, y'all, Papa Smith says, fine, you can leave. But just, uh, we'll let them go. It'll be finished in a year or two and they'll come back. Y'all, these people are not playing checkers. This is chess. Yeah. And even though Jenny, Jenny's waging a good gambit here by saying, We'll go and and we'll, we'll we'll they'll accept us in America. Christina and Jen they don't know what they're up against. Sadly, they no. don't they don't understand saying we'll welcome him with open arms. And they're like, why? We they're, never have. They're like, why? 
What's that? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. We like it when Samit is begging us to let him do stuff with the family. Yeah, well, and what are they going to argue with when dad says, but a mother, you know, she is hurt because she feels they sh- that Samit should have kids because a life without kids is nothing. <laughs> nothing. And that is... It's that, not a life. That is very culturally Indian. It is. We, yeah, that's not... We don't agree with that. We don't think that's true. But for them... so. But again, what this is about is now you understand... I wonder if uh, in the next episode, because uh, I forget, did Christina and him leave in this episode? It's the, the next time. The next time. If they get the culture now, because they acted like they could just come over and just have a, a reasonable talk, because they're going, because Christina's talking to her wife, Jen, and Jen's going how wonder why your mom can't get through it and she's like well you know how mom is she starts talking and then she starts getting flustered and then her feathers start ruffling up yeah. and then she's just going bah, bah, she can't so she thought i'm eats gonna worms. eat worms just, <laughs> burk, 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 just going around you get upset you just eat worms and so she thought i'm gonna go over and talk for my mom reasonably but it's not it's, that it's beyond that they you can't argue with this kind of culture you, because mm-hmm. there is culture and there is, uh, there is just exile. Yeah, there's nothing else. There's not. Yeah, and, it's a very bad. And, yeah, and and it is, it is. There's no winning here. The only way that's going that that the only way they're going to be together and be happy really is well. There's two ways, for Jenny to become okay with Samit visiting his parents. And not bringing her. And but his parents don't want that. I don't think that will still work because his mom does not want them to be married anymore. True, but what I'm saying is that will be the path of least resistance. Oh, things will stay like they are. Yeah, but but Samit's world. The more they don't mention Jenny, the more you can keep up appearances and never talk about her. Which is kind of what Summit wants, but although, I, but I think what's changed though now is something happened. I guess when they got married, now something has changed within me. Oh God! But there's so much Broadway in my veins. <laughs> but now, because the dad talks about, they act like y'all. I think they're they're getting telemarketers worse than. Worse than um, Publishers Clearinghouse. Oh, like because they, of people they calling act like them? They're getting called and inundated. Just people bullying them. I feel like they just pick up their phone constantly and people just go, ha ha, oh my, quick. I don't, I, we only can take their word I for I know, it. but like, I actually want to know how many calls a day is it? One, is it just one crazy aunt who just hates her or, anyway? Or it's like, hello? Your son is married to a chicken. Click, <laughs> click, <laughs> or just yeah. They call and she's and just, old. She's old. And they just call hello. <laughs> no. I mean, is it twenty calls a day? Because they act like they can't even sleep through the night without well, taking their phone off the hook. It doesn't matter how many calls a day. It only matters how much shame they feel, and a lot of the shame is here. Oh yeah. So and. It's unwinnable. The only, like I said, the the first one that I said, which is not great for Jenny and not really good for Summit, but it kind of keeps them in the same stasis, 
is exactly more of the same. But I don't think, I think it won't stay the same though, because now that they're married, that has pushed mother to another level. Yeah. She's going to start pushing kids and all. I think she, before she was kind of, not passively, but teetering on actively, but now she is actively trying to break them up. The other thing is, he just needs to come to the U.S., which I don't think will ever happen. Um, I he will yeah. never come to the U.S. And you know why? Because he would feel like he's a nobody. Submit likes to feel special and yes, babied, that, and he knows that he won't get any of that. That's true, but also. He he longs for his mother's teat too much. No, the baby. Yeah, but I bet I bet his other brother can't stand him. Oh yeah, you can tell. Submits the problem. Hey, hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Don't put a good song with submit. You're right. Um, he doesn't deserve it. Well, uh, so the other thing that we're trying to talk about is Christina keeps... I, yeah, I just want to say, Christina is crying. She said, I thought we could help. It's heartbreaking for someone to love, to not love them, not let them love and let and love Be them accepted. for who they are. Yeah. I don't, think that's the issue here. It's not. When we originally started talking about them, we related a lot to like gay and coming out. It's not. It's not now because the issue actually is is that Submit wants it all. He does. He <clears throat> wants it all. He wants he doesn't want to compromise on anything and he wants almost like to control everybody else's narrative by his own will. Mm-hmm. And so and he of anyone, it's not really Jenny it's submit that's not realistic about this, and he's a person no, not actually at all. born in the culture. What they're what they're trying, what he's trying to do is thread all these little things together that will let him have it all. Yeah, and so that's why I think, even though they are married, I think submit will go over there every day and try to make it up to mommy until let's get some milk a little bit. Yeah, because um, he's not getting milk from a chicken. No, um, they don't give milk, Mm-mm. and she's dried up. They just feed you worms. They, they never do. chickens never gave milk. I know, but I mean, she's also dried up. <laughs> did part of you think they're like, wait, did chickens give milk? No. Okay, good. Why would they do that to a chicken? Those little beaks just clapping on their tit—that hurt. I think that would hurt. That would be very that's painful. A, that that's another design. Flaw. I mean, this is someone who's used nipple clamps. You can imagine <laughs> those electric ones too. Don't ask y'all. It's, it's a it's shockingly good. You walk into Poodle's bedroom and just the <laughs> lights are always flickering. It's, it's like a prison movie. There goes another one. It's terrifying. Um. So the next day, they're taking them. Himit's taking them to a palace. Uh, and Chica Haveli. Uh, and it looks pretty. No, this looks wonderful. And Christina says, last oh, night. Oh, I'm a sad chicken. <laughs> last night. Sad chicken. Last night, everything is, everything with Summit and his family is like, last night did not go as we hoped. Uh, every, um, that That's the deal. He says that every time, like, I'm shocked at how things went last night. And I'm just like, what world are you living in? None no, of us I'll, are shocked. I'll tell you what, None world, of us. what world he's living in. He was protected his whole life. He was a bumbler. 
He just fumbles into one thing after another after another, and his parents or someone else would clean up his mess. Yeah, I think he's a covert narcissist, too. I, I think that's giving him too much credit. Well, speak in to some that. ways. What do you mean to, by too much um, credit? I think... Because uh, I agree with you with the Bumbler thing, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think... Covert, maybe. I think his. I think. I think it's the opposite. I think his self esteem is so low he will do anything to get any type of attention. Mm. I think his parents made his self esteem extremely low. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if his self esteem is really low, or if he, or if he's been babied and feels like he should be special. I don't. I don't know enough. Yeah, but that's a good. That's a good point to make. I think. Uh, we've had this come up before where uh, where uh, Indian sisters have told us Indian boys, especially uh, especially with the, if the mothers are, will just horribly spoil their children. Mm-hmm. And will get them, they will do anything their, uh, their mothers say. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're definitely in that case. And like Samit's mother threatens to die every time. Oh, yeah. So it's, there's no winning this situation. Mm-mm. Like, it's I, it. It really is. I'm still shocked they got married. I'm still shocked. You know, if that sister-in-law wanted to get in good, she'd get pregnant right now. <laughs> Boy, that fuck him over. It would. Um. So, uh, Jenny says something really interesting. She's like, "Smith's always afraid. He spends his whole life." And I was like, "That's true. It's very true." Yeah, he I that too. he spends, and that's why I'm saying he's a bumbler. Mm-hmm. He just goes from one thing to the next. That's why I think you're giving him too much credit. Mm-hmm. He might he might try to control things, but he's never going to try hard enough to actually do it. No, Everything is he, so passive. He's very lazy. Yeah, very lazy. Um, and. He uh, and she's like, he needs to prove he can do the same thing for me. That's never going to happen. Never going to happen. He doesn't see the world that way. He and yeah, he doesn't. To him, uh, and probably just we're talking about male and female. He says it's not a big deal for Jenny to give up, or not a big deal. Although it's not as big a deal for Jenny to give up the U.S. and move there as it would be for him to the anointed son to yeah. just leave well, India. What's interesting is she's like, we need to get started on your, we'll get started on your visa. And he gets upset. He gets, he's like, you know, well, and he's throwing his gambit. He's like, well, what if we, what if, you know, we've been thinking about, I thought, thought about having a child and we can just adopt. And Jenny goes, Jenny's Jenny face. Goes, what the fuck? <laughs> she's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And y'all, but when he said it, though, did you see her face for about? She just kind of did that this thing that Jenny does with her eyes, where she goes. <laughs> no, she just went because she was kind of in disbelief because it. This is like old submit behavior. Yeah, when he says, "I'm married." Remember, yeah. remember we remember found out when submit, submit was, was married? married. What a piece of shit to do! And to Jenny this woman. acts out. She's like, "What the fuck?" Because now it's not. We talked about this ten years ago. It's not even anger anymore. It's just absolute disgust when something like this happens. And uh, and this is the thing. This is a pattern for these two. There's a there's a certain amount um, of they're they're bitter towards one another. They just will, will never acknowledge it. There's a certain amount of animosity towards toward that both of them have for one another. 
Oh yeah, that's so awful for each other. No, they they both resent one another a yes, lot. Yes, it's can tell that rough. That's coming out more when they fight. Yeah, they get angry and. and Jenny loses her feathers. Um, I mean, she's not gonna have any feathers by the end of this relationship. But, but he, but he, she, I don't think she'll ever leave him. No, I, I agree. So he said, "What I think this is horrible. I think Jenny will have some kind of health problem, um, and either she'll need care that requires her U.S. health care, or she she'll be afraid she won't go to good health care in India, and she'll go back to the U.S." Well, Samit's not gonna take care of her if he, no, she's sick. Absolutely not. She's going to have to go back to Palm Springs right. and have her daughter take care of her. Yeah, and so it might be that, and then submit occasionally visits, if if possible. It just was a dumb idea for Jenny to move to India from the get go. It just n- didn't make sense. It was misguided, but we we all thought it was so romantic the first season. We did, um, we did. And he says, "If I have a kid, I would want to raise them in India." So again, this is his gambit. And I think this is this this is interesting because I think he was kind of he was almost felt like he was emasculated right there again in front of his family. Yeah, because and this Jenny was, made a decision without him. This yeah. was to get back at him. Yeah, or to get back at her. And uh, and so y'all and I and I wrote Jenny. It's time to put your chicken feet down because she says Jenny says where did this come from? And your Smith little says, webbed foot. Your little webbed foot. And Smith says, well, when I think about my parents and how I I want to win their love back, and she says, once again, Smith do anything to make his parents happy. And again, it it breaks my heart because she doesn't. What well, does break my heart? But it's also like Jenny. Smith over and over is bending over backwards to make his parents happy. Has Sunit ever bent over backwards to make you happy? No. From what we've seen, nothing. No. Not one thing. No. Yeah. So, there's your answer. Um, I wonder, I wonder if he would even do the same with an Indian woman. No. I think it would no. all be about getting his mother's approval. This guy's fucking in love with his mother. Yep. That's what this is yep. all about. It's not going to happen for any woman. It's not about Jenny. It's not about anyone. It's about Submit and Mama Submit. Yeah. And if even if she was his age, Mama Submit would terrorize this woman. Oh. <laughs> that other sister-in-law can't stand her mother. Yeah. Can't stand but her I mom, think, But is so happy that all this is now happening to Submit right. and not her. I think Submit's the oldest boy, too. Um... And so he gets it even worse. Um, that's all I've got, y'all. We'll be right back <sighs> with a extended cut Broadway cut. I'm sorry. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. 
So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens Sibling fights are unavoidable But what if every fight you had Was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. The state world is a stage. The stage is the world is Poodle's Broadway Corner. <laughs> Y'all, I'm fresh back from New York City. Literally. 
He just got back this morning. I got it. No, I got back at 1.30 to my house today. I took a shower. You came here at 2.30 and we are doing this show. <laughs> you all, we are. I'm, I'm, I'm raw dog. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty loopy actually. I, okay, let me tell you what I'm I really did. worried for the second show when you have sugar. We had, I had, oh. I had to, I had, to, I had an appointment, uh, medical appointment, <coughs> something you, you went to, and then we had some podcast stuff we were trying to do, and I said, I was going to do a quick trip, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay for four days. I'm glad you went. I'm glad, I'm glad you I, went and saw Because I haven't been to New York at Christmas time in a really long time, and it's my favorite time of year to go. It's um, also like you're, that's what you want to do and. You know, it is, it's your comic con to me. To like, it's. I'm glad you. It's been a long time since you went to New York and just saw a bunch of shows. It has been a long time. Um, and here's the thing. Oh God. Um, what's going to happen? I was kind of there for four days. I got in kind of like late on Tuesday, and I had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and so four days. I saw six shows. <laughs> Six shows in four days. And I saw friends um, and met some new friends. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Did a little touring. Um, poor person that shared a wall with you at the Renaissance. Uh, Shit they heard. Oh, I was the Weston. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, it's not really that nice. <laughs> boy. <clears throat> anyway, but um, so I... Uh, New York at Christmas time. What I did not plan on was yesterday being SantaCon. What? Yeah. What? I waited to tell you because I what? needed to tell you on the podcast. What? Yes. I was there during <laughs> SantaCon. If you don't know If you don't know what SantaCon is, stifle yourself, Edith. SantaCon <laughs> is when there's a lot of um, <coughs> Santas and uh, and people dressed in Christmas things, and a lot of times they they drink in places. Yeah, they do bar crawls. They do bar Santas. crawls. They do this here in L.A. I've never done. They it. you'd have to be a crazy person to do it. Okay, um, and they're singing on the street badly. <sighs> Um, and at one point I was fist bumped by someone saying, Hey, Merry Christmas, bro. And I'm like, Merry Christmas. The streets are flooded with these people already. The Ebenezer New York. Poodle was I overwhelmed. Was, I was screaming humbug. <laughs> just going, y'all, you should see me. I was just walking in the streets. Thank you for this gift. I know, but I knew I should tell you SantaCon. They're they're singing and they and the loudest they're playing. They want sometimes they have boom boxes or like uh, speakers or like Bluetooth speakers playing Christmas music so loudly, but only the worst Christmas music, like like Wilson Phillips. Hey Santa, that I don't. I could almost deal with that. That's my least favorite. Um, I. It's it's the terrible ones. Uh, uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, you, you know hate I hate that, that song. song. Uh, but no, it's like the newer newer ones oh. too. Like there was some Selena Gomez Christmas song they were playing. I was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, 
Anyway, I don't want to talk about that much because that was only my last day. Were there but, a lot of older guys though there that were Santas that wanted to fuck you? No, those were mostly in the the area where I wasn't. These oh. were mostly young people who were drunk and girls. Even though it was cold, girls who were dressed as slutty Christmas ornaments. Oh, <laughs> some of you are of our listeners. It was it was cold and they're like walking around. They're drunk at. Were the guys noon. hot though? Oh yeah, of course they were. But I feel like. I don't know. I don't. I, there's something about a bar crawl Christmas theme that doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't resonate with me. I get that. Yeah. Anyway, so y'all, the other thing I've got to tell you is, if you're in New York, if you if you go to New York, you know there's a lot of people at the this time, and people walk fast. I walk very fast. Um, and when you are, I understand if you're walking in a big crowd, you're taking someone's arm with you. Don't be – it's always women for some reason. The women who lock three arms and walk. Because I'm going to fucking Red Rover you. I'm going to bre- – I did that. I, and I said, I'm sorry, y'all. I've got to move. You've got to – you can't do this. You can't walk down the street with arms locked Were they four just times. like scared tourists that were just trying to No, like- no. They were, they were tired. Who were, they were working the very fucking middle of the sidewalk. And just three of them locked arms? I said, I said they happen. That happens. It seems never, to happen I, with women. I've never noticed it. I'm gonna not try to watch notice around. It women do in groups like to lock arms. <laughs> uh, that doesn't feel comfortable to walk. I, no, it's. I think it's a conviviality kind of thing. I, I know. I've never noticed I, that. I, I don't do that. We it, don't. We don't do that. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me why you would. Sorry, I believe you. I'm just trying to wrap my head. Why would you do that? I don't know. It does not. I don't, I don't know, but I guarantee you that. our sissies who are in New York see it. And it's very upsetting. Really? Yeah, it's very upsetting. <laughs> I saw it. You mostly see it in tourist areas. Like, I that? tried to step one foot in Bryant Park. Um, and I was like, nope, too many people. Too many people. Well, they had the thing where I bought your Christmas gifts from. You must have. That, that place was a super spreader event this, this weekend. It wasn't as crowded when I went. But mm-hmm. I went in November. So, I got to talk about shows. Um, I had I had a I had a blast. Um, six shows, uh, four days. I'm gonna talk. Was it about, too many shows? Are you Are you glad you saw that many shows? I'm glad I saw that many shows. Good. Um, I want to talk about. I'm, I'm going to talk about who should go to see them. I'm not going to tell anyone not to see a show. I agree with that. So I think anyone should go. I, yeah. I want everyone to see a Broadway show. I agree with that because my kind of show is not the kind of show that everyone wants to see. Agree. And people and I. I generally despise most of the most of the popular tastes of Broadway. Like I did not want to see. I love Renee Fleming, but I would not want to see an opera of the hours. I, I now I agree with you, and I, <laughs> and I will. But I mean, but normally gonna, you would. I'm, I'm going to be shady in some of these reviews, but no, I'm going to be shady in some reviews. But I'm going to tell you who should go. Okay. Um, first show I saw, uh, Strange Loop. Um, I, anyone you should. I don't even want to give too much away. It is about a black, fat, gay man. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And and he's a musical theater writer. It's about him writing his show. That's the show. Normally, I hate that shit of that kind of meta theater of how do I write my show? What do I do? How do I write about my life? And it's in the show. I hate that. Don't, don't. It's icky for me. This, the guy, Michael R. Jackson, who wrote it, hung a lantern on Every bad trope of it, and he pointed it out, and he inoculated himself with it. 
and it's brilliant. It's so heartfelt. It hits everything, and it's hilarious. Oh, good. If you, it closes January 15th. I didn't know it was funny. It's hilarious. If it closes January 15th, if you're near New York, please go see A Strange Loop. It is fantastic. It's um, an everybody show. It's an everybody show. Okay. Especially if you like to hear songs that says, uh, In Wood Daddy Sucking Cock on a Saturday Morning. Oh, it's a sissy show. In Wood Daddy Sucking Cock on a Saturday Morning. So it's a dick pig. It's a sissy show. It is. It's, it's pretty dirty. But the, the women who are around me, these and he, at one point he's like, so uh, there was one scene, I'm not even going to talk about it, because, but it's like, He's kind of on stage getting mimed. This man's fucking him. And these women beside me, I'm just like on either side of me, these women in their, in their 70s. And I was kind of like looking around. And they're, I, I'm not going to give it away. But there's some of the things that are being said. I was just like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. They're in New they're. 70-year-old yeah. women in New York have but seen it all. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I can't say enough about it. Um, there's a reason it won the Tony for Best Musical. Um it's not going to tour because you know they were not they're not sitting like I see this in Alabama. It's too gay, it's too black. Um mm. and there's a whole thing about how Tyler Perry Tyler Perry movies are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um and at one point all of black America in a, in a in a fantasy gets mad at him all black history and the one a one man playing Harry Tubman goes, "How dare you say anything about Tyler Perry?" <laughs> That's funny. It's genius. Zora Neale Hurst is like, how dare you? Well, because that's a lot of things. Like, uh, there's a lot of kind of um, within black. I don't want to speak too much about it because clearly I'm not black, but just from friends. And but there's, um, you know, there's sometimes the queer black community and the non queer black community are at odds that's, with one another. That's what the, the, he, this writer, takes on. All of it. I'm excited to see it. I think it'll, I, you said it'll come to LA, and I agree with you. I think it'll come to LA. Eventually. It'll do a sit down. They won't. They won't do a tour. If they do a tour, I'll be shocked. No, it'll be like a residency, yeah. something. Um, uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. Everyone should see it. Everyone show, especially okay. your conservative aunt. All right. That no. Well, no, what I'll do is. an ass slap if it's oh. good. That Christina will do the noise where it goes ding. Christina, you don't have to do that. Um, the Hours, the opera. It's the only opera I saw at the Met. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm not going to do that. Renee actually. Fleming, um, this, based on the the same book book and movie of the same title. Uh, Renee from Kelly O'Hara. Kelly O'Hara and Instead Joyce DiDonato. I don't know who that is. Um, she's a hugely famous opera star right now. You would, excuse me, you would love her. Oh, okay. Um, she does these like masterclass talks. I'm going to look um, her up while you talk. So... Here's the pro- here's the problem, um, as I see it. You have a story that is very small scale, uh, and on a big time scale, with three different stories and, okay. and how they intersect in these women's lives. Basically, the story is of Virginia Woolf writing Mrs. Dalloway and trying to figure out how to start. And the very famous uh, first sentence of Mrs. Dalloway is: "Mrs. Dalloway decided she would buy the flowers herself." That's the very first line. It kind of was very groundbreaking in that way of how to determine a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second person a woman, is a woman in the 50s, uh, Laura Brown, who is reading um, The Hours, uh, uh, reading Mrs. Dalloway. 
if you in the movie we can use that that Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah, and Nicole Kidman is, is uh, Virginia Wolf. Wolf. And Meryl Streep is a woman named Clarissa, who is like who Ed Harris, the writer, calls Clarissa Dalloway. So that would kind of be supposed to be the character of Mrs. Dalloway, who is buying flowers for a party she's going to throw for Ed Harris. Anyway. All that being this said, is the most poodle movie. They, they, I love the film. It's you one did. of my favorite films, and I love the book too. Um, so I say this was perfectly made for me. Um, the problem, the problem I had was they threw much so much shit at this. There was a huge chorus that did nothing but saying flowers, flowers. She loved the flowers herself, and it was too oh much. Gosh. Then there were dancers who at one point <laughs> had like like pillows, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I turned to the man who, who, who sitting oh, beside no. me, who was from Georgia, and he, and I said, and he's, and I'm like, and I just said, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> so, so he's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I can't even hear the singers. The orchestra's so big." I said, "I know. It's too much. <laughs> less, Matt. Less. Take it down a notch." Y'all are like those two gay muppets up there in boxes. Just he was married to a woman, but mm-hmm. we were we were people. Yeah. So anyway. They, when they sang together at the end in this trio, and it, it, was, it was kind of the best thing at the end, very Rose and Cavalier trio-esque. Beautiful, gorgeous. I've been waiting for it all fucking night. It was wonderful, and I was like, okay. But it was two and a half hours of really convoluted stuff. And I feel like if you're going to read, if you're going to make an opera of the hours, yeah. we already have the film. Yeah. You already have the book of Mrs. Yeah. Dalloway. So... What the hours did is that it took the book of Mrs. Dallas and it created something inspired from that. And you new mean from the that. the film, the, the film, film and the, the book? And, uh, yes. Did the opera create anything it added, new and inspiring? It didn't really add enough. Hmm. That was my problem. Because you've really got to like take a turn or just give a new perspective well, or something. I wanted them to sing together more. Mm. Or or to sing certain things. They they kind of did that echoing. It didn't work, though. It wasn't, in, this is horrible to say, it wasn't inspired enough. No, yeah, that's what now, I'm Now, I'm going to say this. They're never going to do this opera again because they'll never have three big stars. The last date, I think you can see it, is December 15th. If you are a fan, who should go? If you are a fan of Renee Fleming, Kelly O'Hara, Joyce DiDonato, and you would think, and you feel like you're going to spooge all over yourself if you see all three of them sing together. It's worth the price of admission. I'm glad I saw it. If anything, I can be shady. I can be shady about it. Um, other than that, I think you can skip it. Okay. And I was very excited about seeing this. Okay. And it felt like it would be right up my alley. That's the that's the reason that led you to New York. Yes. This was your north star. It was. Then someone went up my alley later. <laughs> I gotta keep going. This can't take forever. Show three. Um, what was show it's three? already taking forever. Show Too three late. Was, was Kimberly Akimbo. Fantastic new show by uh, Janine Tazori and um, I'm gonna fuck David Lindsay Bear. Um, beautiful little show. Couldn't remember a single tune. I could kind of, but. It is so beautiful and so small in its scope. Victoria Clark plays a teenager who has a, a genetic disorder where she looks like she ages uh, five to ten years for every year of her life. Okay. So Victoria Clark is an actress who was in um, 
Light in the Piazza. She was the mother in Light in the Piazza. Victoria Clark has done so many things through Broadway. Um, she's brilliant. She's this woman who she kind of playing a teenage, teenager. The cast is fantastic. Bonnie Milligan as her aunt steals the show. She's you see she's on tic, put, uh, TikTok a lot. Um, uh, very funny script. Hugely funny book. Very heartwarming. Um, and it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. I don't want to spill anything. Okay. Really good. My friend Ali Mozzi is in it. She plays the mom. She was how I got tickets to see it. Um, were you, you were in, you were in, were you in, you were in my show, uh, Oh God, We're Gonna Die. Allie was the flight attendant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Good for her. Yeah. She's the mom. And, uh, but it's, fa- the cast is fantastic. They're on ice skates sometimes. Oh, wow. If, if, who should see it? Who should see it? People who love small scale shows, who, who love to be led by their hearts okay you don't need tons and tons of sparkle on the stage i would like that it's a beautiful show it's probably going to win best score even though i can't remember anything i guarantee you after a couple listens i will i'll be able to hear some stuff but the music serves the story so well speaking of my next show hold on let's give it an ass slap some like it hot this is the exact opposite. Yeah, I loved it. You I remember it's interesting because you you really told me to go see this, and I I don't want to. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't care. Here's the problem with the show for me: the tunes are fantastic. I could actually sing some of them. Yeah, after. they're good music. You could put any of those songs in any show. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, I'm like that, and that it it makes it even more apparent when they have one of the songs from Smash. In there. Yeah, yeah. Like, told- now, old musicals did this all the time, but here's the here's the problem. Let me, let me go back a little bit. This is based on the movie Some Like It Hot of, in '59 with Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon, Billy Wilder movie, very screwball comedy of two jazz musicians who witness a hit, so they have to go on to uh, to dress in women's clothes to get away in order from the mob, to yeah. get away and they 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 join a women's band. I should see it. Um it's 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 very funny. It it you have to think of think of of its time. And the 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 cast is great. The dancing is fantastic. The it's tap fantastic. dancing is spectacular. Yeah, it is. I got halfway through Act One, and I'm like, "Why am I not connected to this storyline at all?" Mm. And I realized because there are two books happening, and I can't tell who's the main character. I can't tell because part of the book is telling me that it's Sugarcane. The uh, I agree with that. Yeah, and part of the book is telling me it is one of these brothers. Hmm. Uh, and and I and also I don't know what either one of the marks are, what their, what their arcs are. I also don't know what Sugarcane's arc is, because in the movie Marilyn was I haven't seen the movie trying to she was a kind of a down on her luck kind of she was very like desperate to marry up, and that that's not a good plot line for a, a musical in twenty twenty two. So there were no stakes. That's the problem with the whole show. I realized after it there are no stakes in this show. We never thought they were going to get caught by the mob. Mm. Why care? Now, did I enjoy the Some Like It Hot number? Yes. I loved every musical number I saw. Mm -hmm. But I left going, 
why this piece? Why today? Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can think of is uh, something that they already added to the new piece is one of the, one of the brothers, um, Harrison G., basically says, I feel comfortable like this as a woman. And that was moving. And there were also some things about race that they were saying. The show was saying like five things, but never completely said anything. And, mm. and then at the end of it, I just went, this is very frustrating for me. <laughs> because if I turn my brain off completely, I think I would really enjoy this. However, the writers of the show do not want you to turn your brain off. They mm-hmm. want you to learn something, but they're spoon feeding you something that is not really, that is kind of garbled. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of different things that don't really make a lot of sense. I can um, understand that. Yeah. And, I didn't have that experience, but I can understand yeah, that. Yeah. But a lot of people loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like the woman said, who said, thought I was David, she said after the show, she looked at me, she said, I love this show because it wasn't preachy. So she kind of liked that they didn't double down on the messages. You don't really have to, with. though. You I still, know, but I'm just saying that was her take on yeah, it. Yeah. You have to make it. That part wasn't preachy. What though the part what I because there were two book writers, yeah, yeah. They brought Amber Ruffin in. What 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 I kept hearing was they kept saying, well, they made a really what we they kept saying. Why would we as look at me? What do you think I'm going to be able to do? Like a lot of black women, I'm thinking that is true, mm-hmm. but it. I think why not why not throw away some like it hot altogether? Write your own script. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have two men trying to hit away from the mob because the setup is a screwball comedy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're telling us in the beginning. And the stakes are of a screwball comedy. The story does not go that way. So who should see it then? Who should Obviously see it? Obviously Maddie. I loved it. It gave me so much who joy. Should see I would it? see it again. Who should see it? People who love big, classy, classic musicals. If you... Which is me. I love big, classic you, musicals. Me too. If you... If you squint too much, you'll see they should have done two more workshops. This thing wasn't workshopped hardly at all. Mm. That's the problem. Because you will, if, I guarantee if you saw it again, I'd point to you storylines that were completely abandoned in Act Two. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's shoddy show writing, actually. Um, I, was, I was kind of shocked. Which I let pass, honestly. If the music is good, I'll let the book pass yeah. more. But... None of the songs, I thought they were all fun. None of the songs moved me at all unless it was his song in the second act. Everything else was a fun toe tapper, but every didn't do anything for me. Even her song about being wanting to be a star, which I think is a terrible arc for her. Mm-hmm. But she can't because she's a black woman. That, that is true. But again, I thought she was the main character after a while. It is confusing character show. And I, I don't think a show can afford that, a new show. Um, the reviews have been good to mixed, mm-hmm. but I say go see a show like this. Don't worry, y'all. This show's going to run for a long time. It's going to be done in every single regional theater because men want to dress like women. <laughs> Look at us. I know. Um, fifth show. Um, I'm exhausted. In two days. Um, this is going to be a long corner, I told you. <sighs> you Will Get Sick, an off-Broadway play starring Linda Lavin. From Alice. I'm still thinking about this piece. It's about terminal illness. I don't want to say too much. And if you have a chance to see this and you like, who, who should go? If you like challenging 
theater that exper- little experimental theater that you don't have to ask, wait, why is that happening? That you're kind of figuring out what reality you're not really in and you love that. And then at the end, you're like, oh, but not everything was like put aside, but this was a great meditation on this. I'm still thinking about what I saw. The direction by Sam Pinkerton is excellent. It is in the is it the roundabout. I highly, highly recommend it. It's uh, Strange Loop, Kimberly Kimbo, and that show was my were my favorites. Good for Linda Lavin. Um, she's so funny, hysterical. Um, although I don't know, I, I that night same night I saw Top Dog Underdog, very different show. That's a two hander. It's two person show, two person play. Um. Done first Suzanne Laurie Parks play. Um, and this was won the Pulitzer Prize, I want to say in, in the, the 80s. 90s. Or was it? Yeah. Um, two brothers. One is a three card Monty di- dealer, and the other that's basically about how the American dream doesn't work for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially if you are uh, low income and black. Mm-hmm. And but it does it in a way that is the, the, this, her. Her writing speaks like poetry, so you never feel like you're getting a message. Who's in it? Two famous people. Um, Not really famous. Corey Hawkins and um, uh, Yaya, uh, or yeah, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Well, he's famous in comic world. I mean, he was in Aquaman. That was huge. He was in um, he was in um, he was in Aquaman, and he was also in. Um, um, it was huge on HBO, The Watchmen. Watchmen. But Watchmen. I'm saying to a to a theater audience. But he's an up and coming actor, though. Yes, he's starting to like. But yeah. this is his Broadway debut. Oh, that's good for why him. I'm saying. It, but Corey Hawkins was in Six Degrees of Separation, and so they they played two brothers. Uh, again, I can't. If you, I read this. Um, I read this play in college. Um, fantastic play. It speaks off the page. It is an intense evening. Um, I highly recommend it if you want to see a if two actors just doing their best work um, and a really if you love like poetry in the theater, um, it's really good. I Corey Hawkins probably is going to win a Tony. Maybe Yaya Abdul Mateen, but I think Corey Hawkins will win the Tony because he's phenomenal. Gets an ass slap. Yeah, those those four. The other, the two I would not recommend for me. People like me are the hours and some like it hot. Right. But I loved everything else I saw. There you go. <laughs> That's Boodle Broadway. Y'all, Angela and Michael met the goofballs. That's the show. <laughs> That's the show. Everybody. No. Basically, it is. Basically, it is the show. Really, there's not. Ugh. Let me open up my notes. It's time for Michael and Angela. Angela Michael. and Michael. Let's do it. Um, they're going on their way to see the goofballs. Y'all, really? How'd they know I was in Nigeria? And I like it how they found out, y'all, because there had been uh, reports of a <laughs> they, crazy white woman they go, in when the they, town. When she goes to see them, they're like, how'd you know I was here? And he's like, we heard of crazy white woman making big fuss in the town. In, in the Nigerian Sentinel, the jail blotter had... <laughs> Crazy white woman takes uh, uh, tears up car, and they went. Uh, she also her cigarette started a fire, and the goofballs went. That's Angela. That's Angela, and Angela kind of goes, 
oh. <laughs> she doesn't re- even doesn't shut her up, but she kind of just is like, whoa, I did expect that. Well, and then, y'all, this is when, this is the point where, and the goofballs like, Michael, where have you been? Why are you not on Instagram? I'm like, okay, everybody's in on it. Every, that's what I feel like. Everybody's, Everybody's in, in on, on it. it. They want to rile her up, or they're doing it to keep the narrative of the show I going. I think it felt fraudacity. I yeah. think I think Angela and Michael, I don't even think they probably have that much of a problem with goofballs anymore. Yeah. No. It feels all fake. She, I thought she was, uh, it does, you know what? why it feels fake? Because there doesn't seem like there are actual feelings attached now. No, it doesn't um, feel like there's feelings attached. And and also, I don't think Michael would ever get angry at the goofballs in real life and take up for his wife as a plot point of now. Angela's like, well, now he showed me, he takes up for me, and he loves me. And I went, this feels fake. You know, it feel, felt very convenient. It just yeah. was too synchronous. No, no it, what it is is because real life is messy. And look this, at us. I know. You're this, sitting right here on the intimate portrait. You're going, where the fuck am I right now? I'm just, uh, you're just, you're just petting yourself with your Cheeto fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that Cheetos. Clunk, 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 clunk. Just wanting to get away. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this is all fraudacity. Agreed. I wrote the um, same thing. And you know what I've learned? If you think it and I think it, then A, Usually everybody else is thinking it, and B, it's usually true. Yeah. That's good. We can figure that out. No, but how many times no. do we both have a feeling, and then we find yeah, out six months yeah, later n- it was us, true? Neither of us really talk about anything about the show before we no, get we, on the podcast. We lay it all out here for you. Yeah. We keep it all here for you, sissy. If I do start to talk about something, I'm screamed at. Save it! Save it! And, and I, I'm, because y'all, you know how much I don't like to be silenced. <laughs> Well, I'm not silencing you. I'm just asking you to speak at another it's, time. It's childhood trauma. You, you, you. And well, you I'm not because I, I was silenced as a child. I wasn't let allowed well, to talk. I didn't cause that. I can't cure it, and I can't remember what the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> just know my triggers. That's all I ask. I mean, that's. I mean, I really don't have much. They go to that. They. Angela's upset that the goofballs for not telling him to take down his Instagram. And I'm like, why are they going to be like, you're such a wonderful wife? Absolutely not. It's just all ridiculousness. I want to just do one more thing. Just say, uh, she says, if I didn't love him, I wouldn't do this. This is where it's not fraudacity. I think she does love him. It is not a well type of love. Um, I don't think healthy love and this go together. No. No. But... Uh, and I think the way their relationship, she does need to control him. Yeah. She does need to be the boss, as they say. Part of part of being in the relationship with Michael is that Michael either has grown to like that kind of relationship, or he is playing this out till he can get to the states. Which I'm like, fine either way, as long as we find that people are being safe. Does it feel? <sighs> do, do, does she verbally abuse him? Yes. Full stop. Full stop. But Michael, there's a difference of someone who's being verbally abused and they want to get out of this relationship. Yeah. And they feel trapped in this relationship. There's nothing trapping Michael. 
If he yeah. wanted to get to the U.S., he could do it with somebody else yeah. who's not on TV, and it wouldn't be hard. It would be very easy for him to do. So there's, it is. She controls him, but at the same now, the only thing that really gross about this is, at least from what we're seeing, Angela controls all the money now. That's the, that's the that's, worst part. That's insidious. Yeah, it's that's the worst gross. part. So they say bye bye to their bed. That's been the finest bed ever to them. Yeah, she got some well, good Michael Cunnilingus in there. I bet. Just like, rawr. um, and then they say, uh, she, he, Michael says, I'm alone again, which was kind of telling because that just tells you Michael has the same problem with abandonment as Angela, Angela does. does. Question. What happened to Renee? <laughs> I have not thought about her. What happened to Renee? I have not thought about Renee in three episodes. Angela just left Renee in Nigeria. I think Renee was probably fed to lions. I don't know. Did, I, did she or, say I'm leaving early and we forgot about it? I think she might, but it was it was it was soft pedaled. I have not thought about Renee as soon as you said the name <laughs> Renee. First, I went who? <laughs> Renee <Yeah>. Russo. <laughs> What happened to Renee Russo? God, I, I think love she had, her in that I think golf she had, movie. I think she had work done on her face. Really? It wasn't the best work. No. Yeah. I think... Um, I was a big Renee Russo fan. Really? Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, I did enjoy the Thomas Crown Affair. Renee Russo. My mother and I saw that movie together. You did? Yeah. It's, good. Oh, you know it's what? a good mother-gay-son movie. She was just in the latest, like... Uh, Avengers, she plays Thor's mother, and she looked great in those movies. Okay, she good. looked like herself. She didn't look weird at all. Okay, for some reason I thought I was worried that she'd had, because that sometimes happens. No, she looked, Renee Russo is 68 years good old. Good for her. She good for her. Good. I think that's what you're seeing, though. There's not a lot of roles for women who are 68 years old. Well, you know what? Lots that, of them for men, though. That's it. Lots of them for men. I didn't know she's married to Dan Gilroy. I don't know who that is. Um, no, I'm looking. I feel like, why do I know him? I don't know who that is. Oh, well. You know who that is? I know that that, they said that name, and I'm like, they're blue on Wikipedia. They have their own little thing. I forgot Renee Russo was in Lethal Weapon 4. Sorry, this is in 3. This is all coming up. Tin Cup, that was the movie. I'd prefer to move on. That's the show, everybody. (laughs) I don't got anything else. No. Next time, we're checking in with Jovi and Yara... Boy, Jovinar, Kim and Usman, and then Libby and Andre. We finally have a new storyline ish. 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 All right, everybody. That's so you know the deal. Go to our realitygaze.com. Go to our website. Go leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. And we or on picklefinder.net. Oh, that's my review. Yeah, that's Piano Cat 77 reviews. We appreciate it. Y'all go check out our um, our, so, our social media on TikTok and uh, our Instagram. And I think that's it. We call these people lonely hearts because aren't we all just lonely hearts just looking for love in all the wrong places, poodle? I just forgot who the first person that we talked about was. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I know what it is. Um, <laughs> you do it. I'm, I'm, my brain is a little... Oh, oh he's had sugar. You I, know what? I know what it is. I know and what it is. And if you... Sat through a 30 minute Broadway corner and wonder how what the fuck podcast you? are we? You know what? It was more interesting than happily. How ever dare after. you? But if go, you, go see a strange loop. 
If you sat through a Broadway corner and now you want to go see a Broadway show, call us. Go see a strange loop. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com